is the Lord. Your prayer request. Yeah. What was that? Three years? Oh, okay, pray to me. Yes, praise God. Anyone else? It's a police show. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Thank the Lord Jesus. Are there any other prayer requests? Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Any other request? Praise the Lord. If there are no other requests, can we go ahead and praise the Lord? Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we make glory, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We reverence you as God. Hallelujah, God. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Oh, glory, God. I, I realize, Lord, that I can't do anything. Hallelujah. But greater is he. Hallelujah. That side can do all things. Huh? My God. My God. Now, my God. Uh, the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, God. So if we just let God do it. Hallelujah, God. It becomes a perfect in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It alters the outcome. Oh, bless the name. Bless the name. Oh, he's the beginning and the end. So let him complete the work. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. us, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. As we decrease, 
And we let you, the spirit of the Lord that lives in us, increase every situation in our lives, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We don't even want to think. Hallelujah, Jesus. That means we will not lean to our own understanding. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. But we will trust you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, no ideas. Oh, my God. No opinions. Come on. Because that's where the enemy comes in. And we give the enemy a strategy about how you feel. Or just begin to say, but God. Hallelujah, Jesus. A turmoil is going around in your home, on your job, in your mind. But if you just say, but God. Oh, I give it to God. Oh, I don't care because I just cast my cares upon the Lord. Why? Because he cares for me. Thank you, Jesus. We believe with Brother Elisha. He said, I will have a, a next three years of a good year. Oh, my God, my God. That's a long time. But we serve a God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever imagine so if he's saying three years God take him through the whole 12 years plus that in some ah uh, because he's able hallelujah jesus oh uh, we believe god first thief right now uh, we bind every demon every demon sickness hallelujah that look around him okay doctor saying hallelujah god is a step for him Oh, we Oh, we rebuke in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. Continue healing for Lao Ellis. Continue healing for River Lord. Touch the entire Casey family. Give them strength and direction, Lord. In Jesus' name. God, we believe, Lord, uh, with Sister Alicia right now. Continue in the Jesus that her sensitivity. So the spoken word of God will be manifested in the name of Jesus. Glory, God. Guidance, Lord. Wisdom, Lord. Ha, my God, my God. In every situation in her life. Healing for Sister Nikki. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. God, we call out, Lord, right now, the Moulton family and the entire household and rebuke every demon. Hallelujah, Lord, that tries to rise up. We serve the devil. Notice that you will not win because God already did that. Hallelujah, Lord. It's, all, oh my God, oh, oh, stop. it's already done. Oh, you can't stop anything. I have to force it. And right now, I feel the anointing of God stirring it up. In my home, in Jesus' name, Hallelujah, Lord! All we want to hear is Jesus. All we want to see is, all we want to manifest is. And when the enemy comes, we just tell him, God, Hallelujah, Lord! You can't do. Now, in Jesus' name, Hallelujah, Lord! Continue to heal this entire ministry, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, from the top to the bottom. Hallelujah, from the side to the other side. East to the west and south. Higher city, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Cause redeem, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. And rise us up in restoration. That we do my role in the ministry. Because we're the ambassadors. 
to the ship. Oh, my God, my God, my God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Speak to the man of God. Cause us to receive the word tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. As you have prepared a word for us, Lord. No excuses. Hallelujah. Cause our spirits to just say, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I'll go, God. Hallelujah. It's me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you want, Lord. In Jesus. Let that stir up your spirit. Hallelujah, Lord. No excuses. Uh, Lord, increase my faith, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Give me a love, God. In the name of Jesus, I forgive, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I speak unity, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Oh, my God, I'm obedient, Lord. I worship God. Ah, my God, my God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Give him a praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now who has a testimony? Yes. the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Are there any other testimonies? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Who else has testimony? Yes.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Okay. Yes, it is. Your name Jesus Lord Lord we thank you we glorify you we lift your name on high Lord I ask Lord that right now Lord that I decrease and that you increase Lord and Lord that your word be magnified Lord unto your people Lord Lord and that you bring forth the fruit that you desire Lord we thank you and we glorify you in Jesus name oh we pray amen praise the Lord but tonight um due to Tamia telling me that I need to hurry up I'm going to I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I, I do just have a little bit of something that I just want to take a short period of time and talk with you all about. Um, I, I, I titled this um, Add and Multiply. Uh, God is wanting us to not only be his body, but he's looking for others to add to his body. And he wants us to multiply and add to him. <clears throat> Jesus says, you know, called us to share his gospel. And bring souls unto him. And um, I, I, nowadays I don't really understand what's happening. But I, I do believe that God has shown me that what's happening with a lot of saints is, is that we begin, begin to be more focused on our own ways of life than living out his life and his purpose to bring people to him. And uh, I, I want to encourage us tonight to start to add and multiply to his body, um, however that may be that God is looking for. Now, when I was studying this, God showed me that, that when the apostles operated in his will, that there were always souls that were added and multiplied unto them. Uh, we need to make sure that when we're at, that we are adding to his kingdom, there is uh, there's something missing if we're not doing that right. If people aren't getting saved, if people aren't getting filled with his 
his spirit, then there's something that we're not doing that's right. And uh, I'm not saying every, every day people should be uh, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. But what I am saying is that there should be more days than just Sunday when people are receiving. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us in Acts uh, what to do and, and how to do this. And in Acts 1 and 2, we know that this, that on the day of Pentecost, that there were at least 120 of them that were in the upper room and that received the gift of the Holy Ghost. But uh, when, by the end of it, there were at least 3,000 souls that were added to it. Uh, in Acts 1, 13 through 15, it says, and when they, had, they, were in, they were come in, they went up into the upper room where abode both Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zelotos, and Judas, the brother of James. These were all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brother. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. Uh, this is when you, you would see that they were all gathered together and they were prayed in one accord. There were about 120 of them, that's what the Bible says, that were there. And this was the account where, they, uh, where uh, Peter stood up and he was explaining to them how they need to re replace Judas. And as they were in the uh, the the place of uh, the, as they found the place uh, the replacement of Judas, uh, it was the lot fell upon Matthias. So you know that they were all gathered together and they were in one place, and there were about 120 of them who gathered and would uh, that would that that gathered together and they were praying in one accord. The, now on the day of Pentecost, this is when it happened. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, and in Acts two one through four. And it says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there was all within one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty, as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And it appeared upon a, a, on, a, to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat on each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance, gave them utterance. Uh, Obviously, we know that this is when they were filled. Now, there were 120 of them, like I said, that were in here that were gathered together and they were praying together. And they were all in one accord, in one place, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, this was the first thing that happened. God filled them with his spirit. And we know this when they filled with the spirit because they understood that they were speaking in languages that they had never know, learned or knew. And they heard this. But... Uh, uh, there were some people that heard that the languages that they were speaking were from the uh, the areas of different uh, different areas of different countries that they had been around and knew, and knew them, and they could understand that no, they're speaking different languages. And then some, we know, the Bible says in Acts two that they they all thought they were uh, on, on the new wine. They said they were drunk. They thought they were drunk, and they were speaking you know gibberish or whatever. But Peter stood up with the 11 and started tell, to tell them about what the prophet Joel said and how Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead. And the, those that heard it were convicted, so convicted that they were moved to ask Peter what to do. 
And Peter told them that they need to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. As we know that that's in Acts 2.38. And, and he went on and he explained to them. But then the Bible says that there were about 3,000 souls that were added unto him. In Acts 2 and 41, it says, Then they gladly received his, the, his word, were baptized. Then they that were gladly received this word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now, here's the thing. We have to understand something. God has called us to this same thing. He's called us to tell the world and tell those people, tell those that don't have the spirit and bring them into them, into the body of Christ and win them over and bring them into this to this body of Christ that God wants. They were out there sharing the gospel. Peter was out there just, you know, he had just got filled with the Holy Ghost. And as he was praying, people heard him speaking about him, talking crazy all that type of stuff. So when he came and he started his preaching to them and telling them about what the what the prophecy said, what pro, uh, the what Joel was explaining to them, then they got convicted. Then they moved on it. See, that's like what we're to do. We're to tell the world about what's happening, how God wants to fill them with His Spirit, how it's a, a, an opportunity to get them to be repentant, repent to true repentance. And be filled with his spirit and be baptized in his name. That we're called to do this. That's our purpose. That's all we're to do. To bring souls into the body of Christ. To share the gospel to people. But what if Peter just ignored them? What if he was too focused on the greatest thing that ever happened to him. And never stood up with the eleven and began to speak the things of God. See, because sometimes we get so focused on ourselves and what God is doing with us that we don't even pay attention to what's happening to others. Now, don't get me wrong. I, if I was one of those that had just got filled with the Holy Ghost, I probably wouldn't have been one of the 11. I probably would have been, you know, like Mary or somebody else, not Mary, but, you know, somebody else around that was uh, that was around one of the other uh uh, you know, a uh, 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 hundred and eight people that weren't there, that were there, not speaking up. I would not have been Peter or Paul or anybody else, or uh, Peter or John or anybody else that stood up and spoke to them. Because I probably would have been all amazed by what God had just done. He had now just, the mighty living God is now dwelling within me. Now, I don't know about you, but when I got the Holy Ghost, it was the greatest feeling that I've ever had. Something that I couldn't even imagine. I can't even basically really explain how to tell people about. That I laid down my life and God filled me with his life. That I decided to let go of whatever it was that was in my 11-year-old life. And God filled me with his spirit. So I could say I probably wouldn't have stood up and talked about it, and gave the people an understanding of what they should do. But, church, that's what we're to do now. We shouldn't be focused on ourselves. We should be focused on adding more to it. Adding more to the body of Christ. See, they never would have been three, about 3,000 souls added if he was only focused on ignoring what they said. Not paying attention to them. Because it could have surely said that. 
could have surely said that it was the next day that he was praying in the spirit and this that but that's not what the word of god says it says that he was they got filled with the holy ghost people were hearing him speak in tongues some thought oh they're speaking in a different language and some thought are oh, they on that new wine and next thing you know peter stands up and starts to tell them you don't get it you don't understand let me explain to you what god did this is a whole thing that god has been preparing for us, you should be excited about this. You should understand what the scriptures say. See, they were only focused on adding to more to the church. See, God is trying to add more to the church, not just on Sundays, not just when we 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 gather together, but daily, but daily, because that's what the that's what the apostles did. Um, in Acts 2, 40, uh, 46 through 47, it says, and they continue daily with one another and one, uh, uh, one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church such as should be saved, added to the church daily. Such as should be saved. See, saints, we should be adding to the church daily. This means that our prayers may need to change. This means that sometimes we're only focused about what we're going through or what's happening with us, and we need to focus on adding to the church. See, once you start adding to the church, God's going to start taking things out of, out of your hands. You don't have to worry about it. God's going to start doing miraculous things. See, that's what I want. I want I want to be in a place where I'm fellowshipping every day and getting to a place where people are getting saved where I can go. Because we have, we're like the rescue squad. You know that, right? We have the ability to pray for anybody at any point in time and cause new life to begin right then and there. We can rescue somebody that was dead and bring them back to life. See, that's what God is trying to do with us, saints. He wants us to be the ones that's adding to his body, that's adding to the church daily. See, I, 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 we know, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't tell people to come to church. That's not what this is about. But this is about everywhere you go, that you're doing the same thing every day and showing people how God wants to move in their life. The people that we encounter with, the people that we see, the people that we know, the people that we don't know, God wants to move in their life. We have to be led by his spirit. We have to be operating in what God is telling us to do. See, in order for that to happen, there's a couple things that you should have recognized. That the Bible says this, in order for this great, my powerful thing to happen is that you need to be on one accord. You can't be fighting with one another. You can't be uh, talking bad about with one another. You can't be doing crazy things because the Bible says they continue daily and what with one accord. When they were praying, they were in one accord. They were gathered in one place in one accord. When Peter went into a place and he was telling them, oh, wait people and he started naming off all the 120 that were in there they were in one accord see we have to agree 
that God wants to save people. We have to be in the same mindset. So when we go out, we're representing Christ in all things that we're doing. That when people see us, that they know about us. And they know what we're about. See, God wants to save folks. He wants to add to the church daily. See, God is looking for us to add and multiply to his kingdom for his body, not just on Sundays, but daily. Um, God, God reminded me of the time that I was at, at when I was doing Teen Talk and um, I would talk with the kids like they would call me and they'd ask, you know, just tell me what was going on in their life. And they'd give me a call. And, you know, I thought it was cute, you know, that, you know, these kids would be calling me and ask me, you know, you know, uh, ask me advice about what's going on in their life. And, you know, whether it was a friend that they were trying to witness to or a friend that they were, um, you know, uh, uh, that they may have uh, liked or something like that. But God was moving in their lives. And uh, on this one particular time, I remember when uh, Ari, uh, Minister Pearson's daughter, she got the Holy Ghost. And I remember when she got the Holy Ghost that it was it was like the opening of when kids were just getting the Holy Ghost, two or three kids every Friday. and she had this one friend when she heard her brother, uh, uh, Ari's brother, Josh, praying in the spirit that she started laughing and giggling. And I had to correct her and let her know, no, 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 that's not something you want to laugh at or anything like that. That's what we're here for. God wants to do the same thing with you. And then that next week, that girl got the Holy Ghost. By that same week, by, by that weekend, Ari was on the phone with the girl. Now, mind you, they're 11 and 12 years old. I was on the phone with the girl telling that girl how to pray with her cousin to get the Holy Ghost. Her cousin got the Holy Ghost in their, in their, in their, in their living room as they were praying. See, that happened on a Saturday evening. That wasn't on Sunday. It wasn't on a Friday when we were gathered together. No, God is still adding to the church daily. That's the stuff that God is doing. See, you don't have to be there for God to do something, but you do have to start. You do have to represent and show people how it's done and let God move. Uh, 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 I remember the time that God told me that he wanted to fill Melody with the Holy Ghost. That was a Thursday. God told me, no, I want you to go to our house. I want you to tell her to raise her hands and begin to pray. Tell her to repent for everything that she's ever done and just begin to lift her hands and pray. I don't know how old Melody was. I think she was maybe 15 or 16 years old, maybe even 17. And as soon as I got there, I told her what happened. She raised her hand and she got filled with the Holy Ghost right then and there. That was a Thursday. I remember uh, on a Friday evening, I was going to uh, pick up the other kids. And as I was talking, God was talking to me about what I was going to teach the kids on a Friday evening. He was explaining to me how he wanted to fill this mother with the Holy Ghost. And I pulled up in the van and I made Ari be in charge of 16 other kids that shouldn't have been in the van because there was only a 15 passenger van. Told her to be in charge. You're in charge. And I brought the, uh, the, the woman's grandson in there. To pray with me so that he could see, no, God's about to fill your grandmother with the Holy Ghost. 
I walked in and I told her exactly what God wanted to do. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I don't know why. I don't know what's happening. I know that he's been after me. This is exactly what God wants to do. We prayed about five minutes. She got the Holy Ghost. And then the woman even confirmed that she why God wanted to do it. She said, I had a dream. I had a dream that my grandson, my deceased grandson was on my left side and my son was on my right side and they were just praying and there was this light that came down and it was like the fire coming down and it just consumed me. And she turned to her grandson. She said, no, I now realize it wasn't my deceased grandson. It was you. It was you that you were supposed to be praying with me. And right then and there, oh my, got back into the car and some, and just started praising God and giving God glory. See, that was a Friday night before the action was supposed to happen. But what we should be doing, saints, is reaching after people, going after souls, making sure that people are being filled with his spirit. That we're giving them an opportunity to get the Holy Ghost. We, God wants to add to the church daily. He wants to multiply daily. But we have to be the ones that's on fire for it. See, Peter and John were motivated to preach Jesus and add to the church. The Bible says that before they went to jail, uh, there was about 5,000 of them all together. In Acts 4, 1 through 4, it says, And they spake unto the people, the priests and the, and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they, were, that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and, uh, and put them into a hold for the until the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. Now, Peter and John were, were preaching Jesus and the priests and the captains and a uh, captain of the temple and the Sadducees were bothered by them teaching, and they were arrested them and put them in jail. But by the time they had got a hold of Peter and John, they had already added another 2,000 souls. Bible says that there was about 5,000 of all, all together. Now, this is a two or 2,000 more from the 3,000 that just happened when they got through the day of Pentecost, when they got filled with the Holy Ghost. So by the time that they had already did this, 2,000 more people had gotten the Holy Ghost. By the time they had gotten a hold of them, they were still, they were preaching the gospel so much that God was moving. God was moving. They began to talk about Jesus and souls were added. This is what Jesus is looking for us to do, saints. He's looking for us to talk about him to the point where souls are being added daily. Acts 5 and 14, it says, and the believers were the more added unto the Lord. Multitudes both of men and women. The Bible tells us that there were, more, were added more unto the Lord. This is what the Lord is looking for from us. We should be adding more souls to the kingdom. We should be looking for souls that need to be added to his kingdom. The Bible says both men and women were added by the multitude. 
Acts 10, 44 through 48 says, um, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on the men, on them, all that, which heard the word. And they were, uh, and they of the circumcision, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also poured out the, out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them with tongue, speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? Which he have received the gift of the Holy Ghost as well as we. And they commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they, prayed they him to tarry uh, certain days. Uh, Peter was called to Cornelius's house and he explained to them how they need to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. As he was sharing the gospel with them, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. This is the first time that we could see that those that weren't the Jews or the Hebrews were filled with the Holy Ghost and they were added unto the church. He was telling them about Jesus. He was explaining to them about what God wanted to do, and God did it. See, this is what we're to do, saints. God's looking for us to just tell them about Jesus. This is, this is everywhere we go, wherever we are. See, like this, this is what God was putting in my mind and showing me how there'd be times where Bishop, myself, and, and, and uh, Pastor Franklin, or just me and Bishop, we would be just talking, and as we're talking about the things of God, I can always see when somebody's revving up to ask us a question or sometimes there'll be some some people that'll just come up and then, you know, oh, praise the Lord, brother, and give us a dap or something, you know. Or there's sometimes where somebody may ask us a question about something that we're talking about. Like the last time I remember we were sitting at uh, Hardy's over here on 60th and as we were sitting there talking about the things of God, things that God was pressed upon our hearts and our minds, there was a young man that was sitting there talking to us, and he was explaining to us how he was a Christian, but his family was into demonic stuff, and that his, I don't know if his uh, brother or his some, somebody was, his father was a, a high priest and of devil worshiping, and back in Africa, and and that he he was uh, his 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 brother or somebody else that lived here was a cannibal. Crazy things, but we prayed with him right then and there, and he sought help. Now I don't know what else happened to him. I know one time he called me. I know another time he called Pastor Franklin. But we didn't just go into our own world. And just ignore what he was saying, or we could have said, "No, we, you know, sorry, we're we're having a private conversation here because it's not like we're sitting at the table. You're sitting at our table, but we're focused on whoever wants it, whoever God chooses. We will, we will, we will pray with you. We will talk to you. We will tell you whatever God. See, we need to be looking for souls. We need to be asking God, who is it today, Lord? Who is it today that will, that has an opportunity? Just give us an opportunity, Lord, to, to have somebody to know about you, Jesus. See, sometimes, well, you should know this about you. If you have his spirit and you're baptized in his name, there's a, 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 an unction that you have. There's a, an anointing that you carry. 
And it's always going to draw light if you're allowing, if you're operating in what God called you to do. So people are going to draw to you like a moth to a flame. Even if you don't like people, somehow, some way, people are going to come to you and you're going to find the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. Because it's not your light that you carry. They're not drawn to you. They're drawn to the spirit that's within you. So what God is trying to do is he's trying to add people to it. But sometimes we are like that, you know, uh, that song. We cover up the, the light. Hide it under a bushel. See, we need to understand something, saints, that God is pleading with us to grab people, pull people out of this, uh, of this life of death and bring them into the light of uh, this life of life. See, God is trying to anoint us and bring us to what he's called us to be. And that's asking people, making sure that people can hear his word and add to the church daily. See, uh, disciples were, were, were multiplied when they, this happened. They got so, 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 so many disciples that the, uh, the Grecians and, 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 and the Hebrews were talking bad about them because there was widows and stuff like that that were out there not being able to be met their needs and stuff. So they had to come up with the, a system with others that are filled with the Holy Ghost and use them to make sure that those that are teaching still be able to teach. That's where deacons came from. In Acts 6 and 7, it says, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. See, God multiplied the disciples because of the word of God, the word of God increased. This is important. This is how, the, like I said, the deacons were, were started. The, the, but this thing, you should understand, God is increasing the disciples of the word. He wants more disciples. He wants more that are going to learn from them. Those are, that are going to spread his word. Those that are going to tell people about Jesus. See, the place that you work or the people that you encounter with is not just by chance. There's a reason why you should tell them about Jesus because God is after their soul. Whatever company you work for, God is using you to tell them about Jesus. He's trying to, uh, 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 they don't know that they're being manipulated by God because God is trying to win them over. He's trying to show them, no, I love you so much that I sent this one person to tell you all about me. But if we are so focused on our own lives and our own struggles, then we can't go after those that God called to, to go after. We need to change and seek after God so that way we can add to his church and, and multiply the people that God is after. See, if we're so focused on our own lives, then how can we say that we're really about what God is doing? Are we only after the blessings of this life? Or are we about bringing people into the blessing of this life? 
the cares of this life gets us lost on the focus of what Jesus really wants to do. The only thing that we will need to do is that we need to do is stop focusing on us and focusing on adding folks to the kingdom because our flesh is not going to want to do it. Now, I don't know how many, how many times that I can truly tell you. That I, I'll give you an example. There was one time that I know for a fact that my flesh did not want to talk to this woman. And I knew God was setting it up because I thought, oh, no. I, I think I've told most of you guys this before, that this was an older lady that came up. Bishop was, you know, Bishop. I, and I don't think he was, you know, I don't even think he was working at this time, like going to other places or anything. He may have been, I don't know. But he was dressed to the nines, you know, had his bow tie, everything. And I was just like this. And the woman came up and asked me something about, am I a pastor? And I thought, well, yes, I am. But he's a bishop. <laughs> I did not say it. But I thought that in my mind. And I thought, you know. You're an older woman. He's an older man. It makes sense. There's more life that you guys can talk about than I can, you know. But she was <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't having it. She was only focused on what I was saying. Matter of fact, Bishop came and he sat down and she was wanted to know and she wanted to get together with me. And I met with her and I told her some things and I explained to her the whole truth. Now, nothing came of it. The woman, you know. She unfortunately didn't receive all the things that I had to tell her about being baptized in Jesus name, how God wanted to fill her with the spirit. And I, why I explained to her why she was drawn to me and things like that. I did end up telling her no, the man that I was sitting, that's, you know, like that's my head pastor. He's the bishop, you know. So I thought it was interesting that you came to me. But let me explain to you why God did that. So I gave her all that, but she didn't come to. But I did not want to talk to her. I was uncomfortable. I was sitting there like, okay, well, hope Bishop just comes in and takes over this conversation. He didn't. And I still went through with it. But my flesh didn't want to do that. So I understand how our flesh is going to stop us or try and stop us from doing what God called us to do. Because remember, our flesh is an enemy against God. I don't know where it's at, but it's okay. I know that our flesh is something that will always stop us from doing what God called us to do. Because our flesh doesn't like God. Our flesh makes it uncomfortable. And when we know this, that when God wants to move or do something, that we're only focused, we should only be focused on letting God's spirit move. But if you don't want to do it, you don't got your flesh can most definitely because God has uh, given you free will and he's given you the opportunity to think and do whatever you want to say. And if you are more practiced at that than obeying the spirit of God, then you won't focus on adding people to the kingdom. See, we need to make sure that we're being sensitive to his spirit. 
that we're not always focused on what we can get and what we desire, what we want, but we're only focused on adding people and multiplying to the kingdom. See, uh, sometimes we become like the rich young ruler. We're too focused on what we have or could have instead of following after Jesus. In Matthew 19, I'm sorry, Matthew 19, 16 through 22, it says, and behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good, good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. But if thou wilt enter into, into, into life, keep the commandments, he saith unto him, which Jesus said, thou, uh, thou shalt not do murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy mother and thy father, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith, saith unto him, All these have I done since my youth and up. Where, what lack I yet? And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, and for he had great possessions. See, Jesus told the young man uh, that uh, that had a desire of wanting to be saved and wanting to get into heaven, and and what he had to do to be in heaven. He told him that he needed to keep the commandments, and he said, "I've done that since I was young." But then Jesus said, "Oh, if you're perfect, that's what you are. If thou be perfect, go ahead, sell all the things that you have, give that to the poor." And 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 come and follow me, because all the treasures that's in heaven, that's going to be there stored up for you. All you need to do is just follow me. But he didn't want that. See, uh, uh, he the young man walked away because he had great possessions. The Bible says. See, this is like some of us. We're following the word of God, but we have some things that we put before God, and that causes us to not add to the kingdom. And eventually we end up walking away because the possessions or what we desire or what we want is too great. See, it's not about the possessions. It's about your heart. See, uh, the man put his wants over God's kingdom. We have wants and desires that cause us to get in the way of pursuing the kingdom of God. God is after souls. And if we're looking to be like Jesus, we need to be in pursuit just like he was after us. We need to be searching folks, going after people, those that we come in contact with and letting them know this is what it is to be saved. This is what it means to be saved. No, I understand you want some things, you want this, that and the other. But all you need to do is follow Jesus and don't worry about that. Because we know in Matthew 6.33, we know we can quote it. Seek ye first in the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things will be added unto you. But we don't want to we don't always seek his his right seek his will and his righteousness. We don't always do those things. We don't put God first. We're always a jumping to the end. We're looking to the added all to, unto you. See, the thing to do is go after Jesus. And when you're going after Jesus, you're going after souls. 
and you're adding souls unto the kingdom. And once souls are added to the kingdom, then they're going to multiply. That's what God is after. That's what we should be after. That's what we should be seeking. We need to be in pursuit after Jesus like he was after us. Now that Jesus has us, are we following him like we should? Are we operating like he should? See, uh, uh, family is another huge factor that hinders us from adding to the kingdom. Uh, we often put family before God. God wants you and your family. So we need to stop looking at their title, brother, sister, mother, father, whatever, and look at the souls that he wants. In uh, Luke 8, 19 through 21, it says, then came to him his mother and his brethren and could not come in to, for the press. And it was told to him by certain which said they that thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, my mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. See, Jesus was a great example for us with this. He wasn't saying that your family isn't important, but the most important thing is that you are hearing the word of God and doing it. That's the most important thing. That you should be after what God is telling you, what the word says, and following through with it. See, Jesus wants us to understand. No, I know that's your mama, that's your brother, that's your sister. That's your father, whoever it may be. But I need to be first priority in your life. I need to be the thing that you need to set before all other things. Because I'm not only after you, I'm after them. And if you're not after me, then I can't be after them. God is trying to use us. He's trying to get us to add people to the kingdom, to multiply into the kingdom. But the most important thing that we need to do is do the word of God. Carry out what the word says. Hear the word of God and do it. This is what we're called to do. We are to tell those that are not saved how to be saved and to preach the gospel to them and make sure that we are adding and multiplying to the kingdom. Let's hear the word of God and do it. Father, in your name, Jesus, Lord. Lord, we just thank you right now, God. Lord, Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, whoever it is, Lord, that, that we know, Lord, that you've been pressing us to talk to, Lord, that you've been showing us, Lord, or maybe there hasn't been somebody that you've been pressing upon us, Lord. Lord, press upon us right now, God, that we're to win them over unto you, Jesus, that we're to seek after their soul, Lord, like you sought after ours, Lord. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, we bind everything that the enemy may try and do, Lord, to come up against us, Lord, to try and stop us, Lord, for adding more souls to your kingdom, Lord. Lord, we want more souls to be added, Lord. Lord, we don't want to just see them on Sunday getting the Holy Ghost. We want to see them every day getting the Holy Ghost. We want to see every opportunity, Lord, that they have, Lord, that when you tell us to pray or when you tell us to move, God, that we move, Lord Jesus. Lord, we know, Lord, that you don't look for a certain day, God, to move in people's lives, Lord. 
Lord, you can rescue in a minute. Lord, you can rescue in a second, God. We just want to be obedient to you in all things, God. Lord, we just want to hear your word, Lord, and do it, God. Lord, we place all other things, Lord, aside, Lord. And we just want you, Jesus. We just seek after you, God. Lord, we only are, are, are focused on what you desire for other people. Lord, even our own issues, Lord, we lay those aside, God. And we just go straight after what you're desiring, Lord, for others, Lord. Just like you came down and died for us, Lord. We want to go after those souls just like that, God. And show them, Lord, they have an opportunity of newness of life, Lord. And a life of peace. And to operate and go into the true heaven and one and only heaven, God. Lord, we thank you and we glorify you. We praise your mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen.